did I did I tell you? I don't think I told you um, that. Uh, I guess we're recording. I, I didn't, that, see, I didn't that, see a finger. So. That oh, well, I'll show you a finger. Uh, uh, <laughs> thanks, pal. <laughs> You're always good for that. Yeah, that uh, that that uh, Allison walked in the room the other day and said that she ordered my my one year old son uh, a shirt that said, "I wish I was a little bit taller." <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> He's gonna get his awesome. wish. By the way, I mean, I sure hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were kind of diminutive back in the day, but you got I a little bit taller. I was not one year old diminutive. I mean, except probably when I was when you were one year, one year old. old. I don't know. I went around. Yeah, but anyway, like a little bit of the ski, like skilo, uh, yeah. kid clothes. Oh, so I, who knew he had the line? Uh, well, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, so yeah, yeah. Miles turned one. Yeah, so my yeah my my uh, youngest kid turned one. We did the obligatory like, um, so we did the we did the thing where it's like you get this really elaborate. You had a cake. party at like a brew house, didn't you? Well, we had a, it's a it's a pizza restaurant that also is a craft brewery. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so yes, kind of, but uh, but we went to Sugar Mama's, which is this uh, Austin based uh, whorehouse. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or bakery. <laughs> that too, yeah. You got to learn sometime, son. <laughs> exactly. Son, it's about time you got a job and learn what... Anyway, uh, so, so, so yeah, but the, but the point is, is like, so uh, we did this thing, and when my, when my daughter was that age, we did kind of a similar deal where we got her, like, this big chocolate cake, and we set it in front of her, and literally, like, she just kind of picked at the icing, yeah. and homeboy... Dove right in there. And yeah, like I saw got, some aftermath photos on Facebook. Oh yeah, no, he he got good and messy, which is really not interesting to anybody that's not in our immediate family, except for the fact that like it always makes me think of the fact that I wish that I would have had the wherewithal and frankly a digital camera when I was when I was that age, which would never happen uh, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> not digital cameras. Yeah, no. Uh, I what I wish is like. That I that I still did on every birthday, like a big messy face picture, no matter what my age is, and just send it to my parents. Like, yeah, you're kind of st- stepping on my punchline. I was gonna say nobody really appreciates it when I do that these days. Yeah, but, no, yeah. it's true, it's true. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So lots to talk about this week. Uh, Shane is not. I mean, he's not infirmed. He's just not here. He's got. He's got what like a Thanksgiving preparatory. Syndrome. I don't know. Like I that. just figured he had to. Like, Most people call it packing. Yeah. yeah. I, I just figured tonight was the night he counted his cats. So <laughs> well, it's an ever-shifting number. So they got a new kitten. Oh, of course. So yeah. it'd be like uh, what, thirteen one. and a half, whatever uh, the number. Yeah, like, I don't know. He's he's definitely part crazy cat lady. Anyway, before we uh, get into it, I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. And I'm Mark. This is somebody likes it. Adele has has dropped a new record, and apparently like a number of pounds as well. Well, and and she looks to good. be fair, several uh, people around the country have picked it up. Uh, well, that also the weight seems. Well, no, she well when she dropped her record, other people have picked it up and paid money for it. Yes. Uh, so apparently, it's yeah, it's all the zeitgeisty thing right now and the popular culture. Uh, I don't really know a whole lot about Adele. I'm not really her 
target market, but she I don't seems, think any of us are. She like, seems pleasant enough. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, like, yeah, breaking all kinds of crazy records, and um, as is Justin Bieber, but we won't get into that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I do think, I did see, uh, and we won't rehash all of this, uh, except for a little bit, that, Mark, did you see the uh, the Adele-related SNL sketch that ran this past weekend? Bringing, yeah, bringing um, families together at Thanksgiving. Yeah, everybody who, like, when you get thrown together with your family who, like, you don't get along with, and... Uh, and then, yeah, there was a... There was, like, a little girl who just hits play on a cassette yeah. tape or something. And then like everybody that. would, like, immediately get hypnotized by the song. And then as the as the video, like, as the segment goes on, it's like they start to look more like her. And everybody's got wind blowing through their hair all the time. Like, uh, anyway, it's uh, it's it's quite something. So if you get it's a chance to entertainment, hit the YouTubes. I anyway, hear that it's yeah, on so there. So Adele uh, has put out a single called Hello. And it... Sounds more than a little like a Lionel Richie song from the 80s of the same name. And so, you know, I'm flipping through good old Facebook the other day, and I guess you had posted it. Uh, no, Allison posted it on yeah. my... But one of those meaty things. Tales, yeah. And it was like... Uh, what, what, Just a mashup. exactly how it was phrased, but it was like, you know, Dell's... Here, it was something like... song it. comes out, and I'm like... Hello? There's a big picture of Lionel Richie. Yeah, and, and it's like the, like, sort of a soft light pose of Lionel Richie. Well, so, wait, so. now have you seen the video? I thought I thought you were bringing up the video. Oh, no. Video there's, for no. Lionel Richie. There's, a, there's a mashup video of Adele and Lionel Richie saying hello to each other. This is what we should do. Okay, so <laughs> Shane was supposed to have the new song this week. That's what we should do for it, is that mashup. Uh, I mean, it's pretty short, but we, we can do that. Yeah, we'll we'll do that in Shane's stead because I've got middle okay. locked down. Sure, um, lock it down, Ryan. Done. Good. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, hello is everywhere and everywhere still. I mentioned this last week, and I don't remember whether I mentioned it at the tail end of the podcast or I mentioned it after we went off. Uh, we'd stopped recording, and I think it maybe was after we stopped recording. So I'll share it now. I am. I have just started a book, uh, essentially about kind of the m- behind-the-scenes mechanics of what they call the Hit Factory, which is um, there is a sort of the guy who writes this wrote this book compares it a lot to um, like sort of snack food technology. It's like they find the pleasure centers of the brain, and these and certain pop songs are constructed in such a way to be earworms. That is, like, that is n- both not surprising and highly depressing. I know, yeah, I know, I I feel the same way, and I had a feeling you might say that, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's and it's really sort of fascinating and kind of what starts the. I'm I'm not very I hope far you're into just the reading book. that book and not writing it. No, I'm re- I'm reading. <laughs> Yes, because clearly I control the pop industry. Yeah. Um, no, the guy who wrote the book um, has written for the New Yorker. I think it's the New Yorker, but it might be the New York Times. Anyway, he um, he sort of he. I'm very. Uh, I'm barely into it, but he talks about in the first chapter that his son. He basically got in the car one day with his with his son, and his son had changed all his presets, and so he was like, "My original." This, this the, wasn't like a. Your son aged kid. This was somebody. No, this is like his son was like probably, you know, whatever, like a tween. Yeah. Like Like 12 or something. Right right at that age where you're like really starting to make solid, like form things that that last. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, he was like, if I had done that in my dad's car, my dad would have just switched all the channels back. And he's like, but now I'm the dad. And so I thought, 
okay, well, I'll just be open to a new experience. And he was like, none of this was like my music, but he's like, the longer that he just left them on there, mm-hmm. like the presets on there, and the impression that I kind of get where the where this particular beginning is going, is that uh, is that he like it kind of flipped the light off in this writer's brain, like, oh, there's like there are mechanics and this sort of formula. there's science behind this, and so anyway. I think that on some of the stuff, like the Adele stuff, there is science behind that. The um, that said, the record that we're going to talk about today, I don't think it necessarily falls not that, in that category. Does not necessarily fall in that category. And uh, I am uh, this week was mine to choose, and um, I, I choose this week. And uh, <laughs> the grand sweeping gesture. Yes. 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 Exactly. Where's my organ music? You will all listen to a record yes. of my choosing. I am choosing the record. So, um, anyway, yeah. No, I I picked uh, the first well, the first American Tahiti eighty record, uh, which it's is a called Puzzle. It's, well, it's called Puzzle. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so. It, this band is interesting because one of the things that sort of originally stuck with me is it like, and we have talked about this before on this podcast. It's like um, I mentioned when we did like sort of one of the little potpourri uh, like mixtape recordings, and I trotted out the Space Hog single. I was like, you can just tell upon listening to that single that that was everything that Bad Hand had to offer. Like that was like, yeah, this is their. Yeah, this is their like we're gonna hit we're gonna hit a mammoth home run and then strike out for the rest of our careers. Like to use the baseball analogy, like that's exactly they what that was. Disagree with you, but that, that I don't think that's that far off. Well, m- musically, artistically, like I feel like I mean, if not empirically true, it's certainly. Yeah, it's, I, like, to be honest, uh, I haven't listened to their whole album, and yeah, assume I assume they have more than one. Yeah. So anyway, but but like you take something like that and you and in my opinion. You listen to it and you're like, okay, this is a band that like clearly had one formula, and then they sat around and went, oh yeah, we don't really know anything else, and so that's that uh, vaguely European accent. With this band, this first record came out, and I um, heard a lot of it, sort of like through alternative sources, not necessarily radio, but um, what I what I heard of it, I really connected with. I was like, this is this is cool and fun, and then. You and I actually caught these guys at Emo's this, inside this on this tour. It was on this tour, and on talked to birthday. them for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I thought that it like I was like, this is really great. Like I really had a lot of fun at that show, and I dig that record a lot. But um, which we'll get into more. And um, yeah, solid record. Yeah, like and uh, the, I mean, the, I guess the, the thing that I did not necessarily. Uh, realize and I think that this informs a little bit of like some of the reviews that I read that came out at the time and then also um, certainly some of the sound which was that uh, there were members of Fountains of Wayne that contributed uh, to this record. They're very pop. Yeah and it was also mixed in Sweden by a cardigan so it's like you hear a lot of A sweater? Yes, by by an actual sweater with uh, a so, sentient so French a sentient sweater. Yeah, no. Well, and here's the other thing too. So yeah, so I think that shit is fascinating. We ought to talk about it. But um, but the other thing that I think is particularly interesting, and I didn't find this in review, but I remember reading it around the time that this record came out, which was that like we were talking about. There was a lot of talk about how 
these guys went to like I think a, a number of them met at like American University in Paris. Um, don't quote me on that, but uh, like what I remember was you just that, quoted like, yourself. Was there well, kind of yeah, which I guess is just saying things twice. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but anyway, like but what I remember was that they that a number of them had intentionally sort of gone to American schools with the idea of of putting this record and they sang it in English. And so the idea was they're going to put this record out for, to sort of conquer America and the record sounds totally French. Oh, well, big time. Totally yeah. French. Uh, like, like, yeah, if you're going for like, you know, to sound American, you did not make it. Well, right. Or yeah, maybe you made it to Montreal. I mean, like, no, they, no, they made it about the Glasgow. <laughs> they made it about the Glasgow. Cause it kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, Bell and Sebastian a little bit. Okay, yeah, like, I could see some of that. Like, it, I mean, it's not as twee or right. precious, right. but it's definitely it doesn't rock. Um, no, yeah, there's a I, moment or two with you know. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's sort of like yeah, it's not crafted that way. I mean, there's a lot of like there's a lot of sort like it. It just is one of those records where I I feel like you your the influences that you have it that are like, innate. I, I don't know if, like, if any of these were art majors, but it sounds like like. You know, this band met at a French art school and made a band. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps they should have gotten a parka to mix it. Yeah, oh, is that a I cardigan? Mean, sure. Is that a cardigan joke? Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, do you, do you guys think we had to listen to one? Well, the one that stood out to me, it turns out, I was just reading their good old Wikipedia. Um, the one that I kind of latched onto was Heartbeat. Yeah, Heartbeat um, was the single. I mean, it was like sort of the the one that they. And if I'm not mistaken, for. it uses the the adjective form of excuse me, uh, fucking, in like a really kind of cute way. Okay, well, why don't we listen to a little bit of Heartbeat then? Enough <laughs> <laughs> for me is not much for you. Won't you forgive me? That's all I can do. Can you feel my heartbeat when I'm close to you? saying while we were listening to it that uh, it was when this song came on that I was able to kind of put away these thoughts that somehow John Mayer was involved in this album because the first two just kind of felt a little bit too uh, well there's kind of a gauzy like you know white bread yo girl thing going on well yeah there's kind of and the French version of that which is a little bit of that throatiness on the first couple of songs that mm -hmm. that you hear from John Mayer so I I will say that like uh, so um uh Xavier Boyer 
I believe his name is the sure. the lead singer. Um, his like his delivery is like kind of breathy and a little and fey like definitely that like it's it's definitely that so i mean like yeah you this certainly not kicking make... anybody's ass no yeah they're, they're not good songs but like they're not kicking anybody they're ass. not kicking anybody's ass and, and one of the things that i you know well that when when mark mentioned that uh when we were listening to that track that like that was originally like kind of your impression one of the things that i said at the time was like oh yeah well ryan and i did actually catch these guys we saw them Years ago, like when at the Emos, which was at the time Emos like Inside, the, which is like like punk venue in town. Yeah, this grubby little like acoustically disgusting th- bathrooms, dis- uh, yeah, like acoustically like gnarly room. One of the things that that occurred to me is that, like the the drummer for this band plays a stand up snare live, and so like and really wailed on it. Like essentially, like it was a very simple setup from what I remember. I thought and they had like, the whole rotating drum kit, you know, where it does like the. It was not the a, not a, that wasn't the them. Crowd. It was not a Neil Pert situation. Okay. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Different. This is the opposite of that. <laughs> it, Neil Pert. If you put this that kid in front of Neil Pert, he'd be like, "Where's the rest of it?" And also, I have to write some weird shit. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, but yeah, in in person, like they they put on a a really fun. Definitively nope. French, but but very. Yeah, like, I remember it being a, a fun show. Like both of those shows were good sh- good shows that day. And our friend uh, Bankson was with us, I think, and he had a great time at both of them. Enemy did uh, did uh, cover this album, so it says this is their characterization of this record, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, cheerfully purveying uh, hoolishly warm melodies as though supplying bombs for the blighted. That's the first sentence of the... I don't know what any of that means. It, well, it just basically means that, like, um, if you're having a hard day, these guys will smooth These guys out. will, like... Like lip balms? Yes, perk you perhaps, up. perhaps. Oh, and perhaps, by the way, yeah. I think I introduced... Maybe a salve? I think before we went into this like song... Like Yeah. <laughs> I think we we went into... The, before we went into this song, I said it uses fucking the adjective in a really sweet way, but it turns out Mark points out it was forgive, which makes more sense if they're trying to push it to radio. They're very close, though. Yeah. 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 And it's also French, and so... Anyway, I'll get to that. So, uh... So, yeah, so it says, uh, Tahiti 80 seemed to reside in a realm of uh, bounteous solar radiation and swimming pools overflowing with pink champagne where mint royales don't falter as on heavy rotation and Burke Bacharach threatens to pop in for an impromptu greatest hit set. <laughs> now, I think that's like a little snark, like a little well, it's, it's a little like, uh, ger- music journalist, music writer cutesy, but it's, it it's actually not that far off. Yeah, it says, uh, enhanced by uh, Xavier Boyer's airy whispery vocals and yeah by the fact that he's named xavier (laughs) puzzle is slap happy with gloopy sweet romanticism thankfully this is more absurd than mawkish made even better by the fact that tahiti 80 are french people singing in english and therefore do not always make sense (laughs) like (laughs) which fair (laughs) totally fair which i think is really kind of great (laughs) there is another track that i think that we can't uh we can't not play and this one I think is both like kind of it's funny because it's a it is a little bit uh it's lyrically it's a little clunky um and that's the sort of French English thing but also uh I think lyrically it's also a little great and I think it's frankly kind of a fun song which is uh Mr. Davies <laughs> Davis lives in a big house in the town called 
Or himself. Is I mean, this, I think is this kind of, kind of a like, is it poetic irony? I mean, what it what is this? I mean, so I kind of feel like maybe it is, but I also feel like this is a guy who, like, to what we talked about earlier, you have all your life to really come out with your first record of material, and they they did put out something in France before then, so who knows? Maybe it was that, like an EP or something though. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, but but the point is, is like, like I kind of like the idea is that like. Basically, it sounds like he's just, uh, he's like positioned, the protagonist in this song is positioned as a big Kinks fan, and he's like essentially just vomits out all of these facts about Ray Davies. He doesn't well, like his brother air, very air much. Air quotes facts. Yeah, they um, are. <laughs> yeah, he, like yeah. has, you know, a house in L.A. and drinks champagne for breakfast. We don't know that that's necessarily well, true. Well, yeah, I don't think that anybody He might have considers... a house in L.A. Anyway, though, I guess the point is, is like, I think that... Um, that that song is both like just catchy as hell. Like I just enjoy oh, the yeah, shit out of it. Terrific song. Yeah, but it's also kind of hilarious. Like, a little lyrically complicated, and well, it's the perfect like, length. It's just just shy of three minutes. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah, you don't get tired of it. Nice crafty little pop song. Well, right, and then and it's like and it kind of takes you on a little journey. It's like here's this like so. You know, Mr. Da- like essentially, it sounds like from afar. Well, the way Ray, that Ray the Davis way that goes shopping with Charlie Watts. Well, the the way that I interpret this song is like from afar, he is an up and coming songwriter, and he has essentially studied Ray Davies or Davis, the guy from the Kinks, uh, as a means to like uh, like improve his imp- craft, improve his craft, and he feels and, like he comes up lacking. And he's yeah, and he's like, I'm not there yet. And then then at the same time, it's like all sort of the guts of this like really sort of affectionate like like uh, like really listenable song. So anyway, I just yeah, I enjoy I, the shit out of that one. I was and really wanting also, to to fact check every everything about like his sister living in Australia and. I mean, I guess we we do know that he doesn't talk to his brother much anymore. But. Well, yeah, they don't. They apparently are not good pals. But anyway, yeah. So that it's a fun one, and uh, and kind of one of those songs that's like sort of a nice little change of pace uh, that every record should have, and not all of them do. The songs that I really like on this record uh, remain fun to me. And one of the things that has happened here in Austin over the past few weeks is like it's just been we just kind of gotten a, kind of a little bit of a cold snap. It's been a little bit dark, and so. I wanted some. I wanted to share something that I thought was a little summery, and I definitely think you it can make the, the yeah. argument that this is a little summery. Um, I don't know how we're doing on time, but it might be uh, worth taking a few minutes with. Uh, yeah. We are going to be taking a few minutes with. <laughs> Ooh, 
minutes with uh, I picked this week. Uh, a little bit as an antidote to, I mean, it's not metal or anything, but it definitely rocks more, but a little bit of an antidote to the Tahiti 80. I picked a Radiohead song that Kevin turned me on to and actually described the video to to me uh, before I ever actually saw it. And it, it oh, delivered. I think I know what this might be. It's just. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's from the bins where they kind of turned the corner and became a excellent band. Well, and we'll talk about this more after we listen to the track, right? But yeah, um, but I do think that like that's a situation where a band, you and Shane especially, are unified in the fact that you didn't like that first record, and then they turned into well, something seemed, really. It seemed like wrote, you know, alternate rock that was on the radio at the time, and yeah, and I I think the band kind of disavows that record a little bit. Yeah, Pablo Honey. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's do it. So this is just by Radiohead. Is one of my favorite songs of all time, and maybe my favorite video of all time. No, it's great. It's so great. And I was I was tempted uh, to just lay down on the pavement and record the rest of this segment. Uh, you still can if you want to. Might. It might be a little chilly. I might. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's down there. I see a bug, so I probably won't do it. But anyway, because of one one fledgling bug. Anyway, but the but the interesting thing is like. <laughs> Like the way that they that bug is coming into its own. <laughs> it's like, let's look for that. That bug's gonna be huge one day. Huge, uh, <laughs> real up and coming. Huge, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is like, like explain the plot of the video for anybody who well, wasn't around. For some when it reason, came there's out a bathtub in the beginning of it that doesn't seem to be germane. And, and you know what? The video. funny thing is, like, I didn't remember that part at all. Like, yeah. the exposition on this video, I didn't remember at all. And, like, it, it, it split between the band playing in some sort of loft and rocking out and Thom York doing his typical <laughs> <laughs> gyrating. Uh, but, no, there's, like, a businessman who's clearly having a rough time, and he, he, he's... A bad go. Yeah, he's just learned something evidently pretty devastating, so he decides to lay down in the middle of the sidewalk. So devastating that he can't stand anymore, even though yeah. he's not drunk. And he's like, not drunk. Yeah. Well, a, a, another gentleman trips over him, and he's like, oh, I didn't see you there. I'm sorry. Um, this is all, um, what's what's the word? Um, what's in, it's subtitled. Yeah, subtitled. Subtitled. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, in like in like uh, old font, too, like in like typewriter font. But Courier. Yeah. Is that what it is? Courier? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Geek. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so this this keeps happening, like. 
you know, the, the guy keeps pestering him, like, you know, what what's going on with you? Are you drunk? No. Um, why are you laying there? And so, you know, it becomes a spectacle. All these other people show up uh, and start asking him, like, what's going on? And he's like, you don't want to know. Uh, a cop Which, of show- course, only makes it worse. Like, yeah, and, and like, like, you know, intrigue. You know, everybody's like, you know, a crowd gathers. Uh, a cop comes by and they're like, officer, please do something. And, you know, they finally, you know, he's like, look, you really don't want to know. But they finally managed to get it out of him. And he's like, God help us all. But here it is. Which they don't share with us. That's not no. subtitled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the band, meanwhile, the band, is the playing still, upstairs playing with upstairs. an open window. Yeah. Right. And they yeah. look out the window after he's told them what he's just found out. And everybody around him is now laying on the sidewalk. Yeah. Including the cop. Including the cop. Yeah. Whatever the information was was so ridiculously devastating that they all had to lie down in the middle of the pavement too yeah anyway and, it's yeah. just a, it's one of those deals where it's like it, it's so like sort of now that you sort of know the story behind radiohead and like that's my favorite radiohead record bar none but yeah yeah um, so what the he bins an okay said, computer they hit it out of the park both times yeah as far as that's that's so what he actually said was that um there's a band called nickelback Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you They're don't be... lay down on the ground, you're going to hear them in your head forever. Oh yes, or hello. Yes, or <laughs> we'll be getting to that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no. I thanks for sharing that, Ryan. Like, it's fantastic. It, it, it is a little bit. It does rock more than than what we've been listening to. Yeah. But but I also think that like, uh, yeah, it just as as like sort of the art of the video goes. Like that's one of the best. Narratives that's ever been put together around whoever, like, yeah, whoever like, came up with that, like you know, brownie button, like gold star. Yes, I, I hope that's exactly what they got paid was a brownie button <laughs> yeah. and a gold star. Uh, well, let's hope that you know they at least gave them scale. Sure. But, uh, anyway, yeah. So should we get back into it? I reckon we should. All right, let's come out on the other side. <laughs> Okay, so um, Pitchfork didn't actually review this record, but they did review subsequent. Was Pitchfork around at this point? Um, probably not. This came out in what ninety eight, ninety nine, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So, but they did they did review subsequent um, albums, and I thought that the, like sort of the like their version of painting the backstory of the Hitty Eighty was actually pretty interesting in the way that they worded it. And so I want to share a little bit of that. And they said. Uh, just like the daintily wrapped pseudo gourmet brie, there you go, Ryan. Uh, literally have brie on the table. Yeah. yeah, stocked on the Safeway shelf near the craft singles and shredded cheddar, Tahiti 80s creamy, dreamy delicacies are manufactured for easy export. Uh, Xavier Xavier Boyer and his gang of merry Parisians <laughs> <laughs> embody that quintessentially Gallic combination of Elan and anyway. Um, Figure and boredom, those... Uh, Was that ennui, you mean? Uh, ennui, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah whatever, I'm here. Uh, those seemingly antithetical traits that the French can so easily capture with the slightest Galouise, uh punctuated gesture or well-placed Camus quotation. Why is like, it that it seems that all of the Tahiti 80 peop- reviewers want to just use, like, really 
flowery prose. Flowery prose. Well, yeah, they do big sound, words. They, they do sound super French. Like, and this is yeah. like this is um. You well, know, every, I don't. Is there a, a straight ahead, not tongue in cheek review of them that exists? I mean, it probably wouldn't be as much fun. Probably these days, but but um, what I have found just from reading some of the stuff that I've read, even of records that weren't this one from this band, is that like now they get compared less favorably favorably to acts like. Um, like Air uh, or um, Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Yeah. Well, so yeah. like Phoenix so, is French, right? Yeah, they are French. French, and so like yeah, bands that have broken big, that are of you know, have, fr- that are based with you know, more France, and, and, like and Phoenix. To be fair, is, is more energetic, you know, and they're less fancy. French. Well, here's I'd the, say the, they're less French. Yeah. Here's well, here's the thing. It's like they're just more successful, and so yeah. these guys have been around longer, and so one of the reviews that I read, basically put out the idea that these guys have been like they make they make good indie pop songs they uh, they really appeal to their like and maybe this is like sort of maybe i'm one of those guys like they appeal to their base just enough to where like you're going to be curious enough to pick up the next record two or three years they don't have to have day jobs but nobody's getting rich yeah like it's like they're comfortable like they're they're not they're not not buying yachts if you can get it yeah yeah and I feel like uh, when we saw him at, at Emos that time, like it was a pretty good crowd. Yeah. 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 And I remember we chatted those guys up for a minute after the show was over and like it was fine. Like there was yeah. it was it was interesting for me, even though it's been a long time since since that night took place, just to have sat in and watched these sort of guys play this grubby little room and uh, and like essentially play it the same way that they played all their other stuff, I assume. And so yeah, it was like this kind of cool little you know, up tempo, summery French show in a shitty, breezy. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, I I wouldn't be as much of a music lover as I am if it weren't for bands like this or bands like Self. You know, that the kind of the yeah, bubble they, oh, they, a little they bit under the radar, just a little bit under the radar. You know, um, and they write good stuff, and and yet they they don't reach that pop stardom um, that. Tends to well, just I mean, kind of dilute their 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 creativity. I mean, like I've me. said before on, on the show, I'm sure, like what a huge '80s REM fan, and I got into them right around when they were kind of breaking through to that next level, and it 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 definitely diluted whatever magic they had before. Yeah. Um, and well, yeah, and sometimes it's hard to, I guess, it is difficult to catch. You can't zeitgeist doesn't last forever. Like, true enough. Um. So anyway, yeah. So. Uh, sharing one more little uh, bit from this pitchfork ev- excerpt where I was talking a little bit about really kind of like sort of what their take on the overall art, like feel of this band is. I thought their characterization was pretty interesting and also wanted to like, so share this other little bit. It says while Tahiti 80 are certainly beholden to the great bubblegum symphony conductors like Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks. Their streamlined packaging and electronic frills also resemble FM radio champs like the Cardigans and the Beautiful South. Some of that, like... Wow, I haven't thought of the Beautiful South in a long time. They had a song that I love that was on a CMJ compilation. But yeah, I can definitely see that parallel. Okay, well, maybe we need to do it. Maybe we need to roll in a Beautiful South uh, expose at some point. But one of these, Yeah, one of these days, for sure. But anyway, yeah, I do think that some of that is like, that's... Uh, that's reviewer noodling like that's just like that's somebody showing like how many cds he's reviewed at some point or another mm-hmm. but um but i do think that like generally speaking my concern was when i first looked at the i looked at the all music roll-up for this and it was like 
you know, give or take like high 60s, low 70s in terms of like overall favorability for for what these reviews look like for this album. Mm. And I was like, okay, I kind of get it. Like it's not it's not it's not designed to challenge the listener. Like it's a it is a it's a pleasant record. Yeah, well, a, I mean there's a like, certain type of uh Camaro driver that would hate this record. Uh, oh quite yeah, a bit. just yeah, a certain sure. type of yeah. Camaro driver. Yeah, that, and ironically, that Camaro driver might also hate uh, the like the just from Radiohead. That's probably true, because um, it doesn't rock all the way through. It does not. Yeah, it does not so, rock with uh, reckless abandon. You said this came out ninety eight, ninety nine. Is that right? I actually think maybe it came out early, early aughts. Early aughts. This band formed in I mean, ninety eight or ninety because they. They've got some use of auto tune in there, which uh, that surprises me if it's that early because it it seems to kind of predate. Yeah, no, I I want to say honestly, Mark, I think that it's like 1999 uh, puzzle. What, okay, 99? so I mean, okay, yep. so that, yeah, this that is does predate a lot of the the I mean, obviously more hip hop use of of, of auto tune and that. Well, auto tune originally time. was just meant as meant as like a pitch corrector, right? Uh, right, but but you weren't supposed to notice the, it. You weren't supposed to notice it, and and it was in use. I mean, uh, when I recorded my CD in ninety four, ninety five, you know, we had an auto tuner in there, um, but we, you know, it, we used it just to, just enough. But you know, in this, they actually crank it to that point where you can hear that pitch shift happen. Is that what the thing in uh, heartbeat is? That's it sounds like yes. a Okay, I thought it was like an analog keyboard, but it's that's actually auto tune. It isn't actually an auto tuner that that they're processing really the voice through. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Like that like I anyway, I think all that stuff is kind of fascinating and I don't know. I like I, like I say this record makes me happy and uh and Yeah, it's hard it's hard to frown while listening to this. Yeah. So for sure. um so one of the things that I remember from that show that we saw, Ryan, was that they did sort of an extended version of uh, of one of the tracks that ends up on this record or ends up on an extended version of this record where they really let the guy, like, and he, I remember he was like just this giant gall, like this super big French bearded guy on the stand-up snare, and they played a extended version of a song called uh, Love From Outer Space, and Mostly, it's this guy like just going off uh, in extended version, and uh, it was it was pretty uh, memorable to see live. But it's not that like the version that they actually laid down and put on the record. I think is pretty interesting as well. So maybe let's do a little bit of that. Let's get into it. <laughs>
Thanks, uh, Ryan, on that on that track. Uh, more wiggity or more whack? More loungy. Oh yeah. Okay. Also, also loungy. <clears throat> not yeah. a lot of wiggity or wackity. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not that. that. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. No, um, that is that is a chill song. Yes, it is. If you wanted to decompress after a night of you know whatever. That one might do it for you. Well, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I I do think there's something to be said for ascribing to be being poolside, and like maybe that's a. It feels like it's a little poolside. Yeah, I mean, you pool can table, poolside. You know, just kind of <laughs> relaxing. You don't have a care in the world. Um, you're drinking something that's pink for some reason. Right. Well, that, and that, yeah, there is a pink drink there. Yeah, there's a pink drink. Anyway, yeah, maybe that that would be like if we did the uh, extended okay, version panties. of this podcast. It'd be like, what would be what would be the name of the cocktail that you would drink poolside while you were listening to this Tahiti eighty album? Well, like, and you're giving me homework. That would be now, the yeah. name of the podcast. Well, no, I think that like I think that if we had we thought about it before right now, like that maybe that would be this this band should have a signature cocktail. A signature cocktail, right? Yeah, exactly. Called the Tahiti eighty. Yeah. Well, and actually, we haven't mentioned this. the The name of the band comes from a tourist T shirt that uh, I uh, guess yeah, one of the members' father yeah got in Tahiti in in nineteen eighty yeah. yeah. And I was like, actually, that's kind of that's, perfect. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, and you and I are both um, Ryan. You and I are both professed uh, suckers for like a little bit of like that seventies, like the, a little bit of the seventies sound. Like, well, which we kind of went over with the Steely Dan, uh, yeah. the, the much maligned Steely Dan episode. Sure, um, but yeah, there's a loungy thing that I can kind of get into. It, it, it involves shag carpeting for some reason. Well, I mean, they're they're pulling in things like wah pedals and some flanger and stuff. Some some effects that were. That were pretty overused, I think, in the seventies, and I think maybe that's where that vibe comes from. Well, and it, it almost seems like there's a bit of reappropriation. Um, you know, it's it's not Joe Walsh. Wow, wow, wow. You know, it's 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 chilled. You know, it's it's a low key kind of situation. All right, guys. So um, we we're gonna hit one more. Like yeah, the, we we're like gonna the, hit one more. The poppiest hell. The poppiest thing on the record. Yeah, so um, so maybe a little bit of like before and and actually on our way out to uh, the last track that we'll play our our last segment. Let's do. Uh, why don't we do "Easy Way Out" because I feel like that's another change of pace song on this record. I call your name, but you never answer. You bend your head and run away. If it's not true, I wish it were. Cause we still talk, but it's even worse. Even dare to look into my eyes. In the past, we used 
Yeah, so I really like this song. This uh, Easy Way Out, also one of my favorite uh, Kevin Costner films. Uh, yes, and very he, similar. Yes, I, uh, I mercifully don't know what you're talking about. Ryan is like Ryan's like, man, this song is poppy. It's very poppy. It's, and then at one point or another, I looked around the room and we both were of you all guys, head bobbing. We were all back and forth. Moving around. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like, like involuntary response, kind of. Yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, it's it's quite appropriate for uh, a mid to late eighties uh, NBC sitcom. Intro oh yeah, like music. I was I was saying, yeah, like my two dads, or you're saying like a reboot with uh, Perfect Strangers, yeah, which actually was an ABC sitcom. Oh, sorry. but but yes, this this would have gone over really well with network execs at a certain time and a certain genre of. But it's happy. Sitcom. I mean, it, it. I think it. You know, it's it's not it's not at the end of the album, but I think it does sum up the kind of the vibe of this whole el- uh, album. You know, it's, it's a cheery record. For it's sure. a cheery record, and summary as Kevin has brought up, and I think that this is just a, a very cheerful kind of uh, skip through the park kind of song. And I could see how, like, I mean, like the instinct- skip through the park, like. Do no, people do that and no, maybe not, not get committed? Right, exactly. <laughs> You're, well, officer, he was skipping. Um, now, yeah, I think that generally speaking, where when it comes to this record, like it's hard, like it's hard to be unaffected positively by it. Like you listen to it, it's like it's a, it's a it's a fun, infectious, like poppy record without being like. I mean, it's saccharine, but it's not. Yeah, it's a little it's not wispy, sh- you know. But like it's. Yeah, and Faye, but it's not it, it's not sugary in a uh, super processed pop kind of way. That is true. So uh, the fact that we it ain't th- Britney Spears and, or Adele or Adele. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you were uh, in the Wizard, we took a little advance screening um, of uh, what we're about to be. Oh yeah. To. yeah! Oh my God, we should totally do that. So anyway, um, before yeah, before we get there. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for letting me indulge you guys. This record, the funny thing is, is like we that I haven't talked about is that. So with some of these albums, it's like when they have been out for a while, I kind of like expect that some of them would have been well reviewed. There'd be a lot of background material, but there's not always. And so you, in this case, like you have this. I think this record came out just before the internet kind of exploded with information about every new record that came. Well, out. and and what what I have I believe that's probably true. And then also, um, there were a lot of records that came out around this time that I believe that like those that initial material has just been cycled out on the on the sites that like keep those reviews. They don't keep yeah. them forever. And so, like, I guess there's anyway, not a CMJ archive, is there? Um, uh, maybe Chad would be the our Chad friend would, Chad Twyatecki, yeah. the the yeah he wrote for journalist, Chad. but um, who's who's been on the show would would probably know that that well. Clearly, he is not here tonight, but we will at well like yeah. Let's ask. My guess is I'm not going to count on any of it that that's not there, but I do think that like I'm with, I'm, with, I'm fairly certain this record was reviewed because CMJ was still an extant publication, and this was right in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it is it's something that that always puts a smile on my face, and even if I don't have a convertible and the weather's not outside is not good enough to ride with the with the top down, you know stuff like this. You put on just the right track. You and have great. had a, you a, don't had a convertible, have a convertible but the weather's not. Well, Kevin had <laughs> didn't you have a Jeep back in the day? That's technically All a right. convertible. All right, 
here, come on, semantics. But, here, yeah. Here's what we're doing. But it's not so, cheap music either. So the point is, the point is, if you if you wanted to feel the wind in your hair and, and do a summer-type uh, record, this would be a good place to start no matter what time of year it was. That's yeah, all but I'm this saying. is more That's like a, a Volkswagen Cabriolet kind of record rather than uh, like a now Porsche. You, now you're doing like the Nick Drake ads. Like that's not. And and I think but, you'd need some fruit stripe gum. All right. Now you guys are kind of kicking my ass. So oh, why don't we uh, let's, uh, let's, let us, let's move forward into the next phase. <laughs> why don't we, show. yeah. Why don't we move into a current affair? And uh, as, as we've teased already, we're going to, uh, we're going to touch a little bit on uh, Adele and Adele and, and her then, new, uh, new spike in popularity uh, with hello However, we're going to uh, we're going to look at it from a couple of different angles. Uh, I will I will just mention like that point counterpoint. Um, I, I, I will just mention that for our listeners, this is one time where it may be more paramount for you to actually go out and seek out the videos. You definitely need to look it up. All right. So uh, here's here's some stuff on Adele for a current affair. Hello, hello, is it me you? Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I was I was looking everywhere. I didn't see you there. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Was it me you were looking for, Kevin? I, it was. I was just looking over there and I just saw Mark's bicycle, and then now I now I totally see you. You're totally zoned in now. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. We haven't yeah. mentioned this, but like, uh, Mark, I really enjoy your giant inflatable turkey. Thank you. Yeah. It thank, needed to be thank said. Thank my wife. Actually, my wife has has decided that uh, we will every have, single uh, we will have. Holiday. It's beyond holiday at this point. We are going I, to have an inflatable a month. Dude, I'll bet your neighbors think you guys are so weird. <laughs> I think it's kind of great. What Christmas would, is going to end up looking like a nightmare. What Gris, I always kind of want to do is park on the street and then get out of the car in like some uh, like big like World War One glasses and then run at that turkey as hard as I can. <laughs> and I've never I haven't quite done it because usually I've got. No, it looks like it would be fun to dive into. Kind of. Well, yeah, yeah and and. and and uh, actually had Samuel uh, kind of go into town on it the other Mark's, day. Mark's young. Touching it. How old is Samuel? He's days? three and a half. Well, th- almost four now. But, uh, yeah, he's, he was he was punching it in the eye and tackling it and stuff. So, yeah, it's fun Good stuff. Good times. Got to have an inflatable in your front yard. Well, and, and to, that, to that end, we've all wanted to either punch in the eye Bob Ross, 
who uh, Jimmy Fallon seemed to be playing. Oh, it was I like a Bob kind of Ross. A, he was kind of the Tahiti 80s of, uh, you know, PBS uh, painting experts. Well, I mean, the point being, like, not literally. You don't literally <laughs> want, A, let's not speak ill of the dead. But, yeah. uh, but beyond that, like, you know, I think the idea was, like, in the in the sketch, he was... Uh, well, he let's, was well, okay, well, let's go back. We had two different things. We had the 11-second mashup of Adele and Lionel Richie's very, like, hello. Yeah. Which is not really enough material. So, a current affair this week is sort of current and sort of not. It's a Jimmy Fallon sketch from September of this year. Um that he did with Lionel Richie where he's... A duet with, with Lionel Richie's head. With Lionel Richie's head in the middle of... And, and I think this the harkens back on to the actual video back in the day um, when he was, like, sculpting a woman who I believe might have been blind. Uh, okay, so maybe you're maybe you're explaining that. I was like, the the narrative on that is weird. Like, <laughs> Well, okay, yeah, we, we cut into it, and Jimmy Fallon is painting Lionel Richie on a canvas... Yes, and it, and fortunately, and he's got Lionel Richie hair. It's mostly complete. Well, the and I kind of took it as um, I kind of took it as uh, Bob Ross hair, but you're you're saying that I that's think it was Lionel Richie '80s hair. Okay, okay. Um, and then with the the camera pans and Lionel Richie himself, who is ostensibly being sculpted, but his face works and stuff, is in the middle of a table, and. Takes over vocal duties for a and while, and it's also like for, <clears throat> excuse me, for anybody who has spent any time, um, watching Jimmy Fallon do either SNL or be on uh, the Tonight Show or his previous show, it's like the guy is renowned for not being able to, to hold character. Yeah. Oh, and he totally breaks in the middle. Yeah, of Yes, so he breaks in the middle of it. Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie breaks breaks. It, breaks in the middle of it, and so there's a lot of like fourth wall stuff that kind of happens. Like inadvertently, and and it just sort of it's a, it is it's fun to watch. Absolutely, yeah. Bring the whole family. Sure, Maybe just it's for family friendly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. It's not dick in a box. It is. It is not that. Um. Anyway, hello. That, <laughs> hello. <laughs> anyway. Um. So. So yeah. So who's got next week? I think Shane does. Um, okay, so so this empty chair right here has Shane, next week. Tell us what you're gonna so pick for next week. That'll be a giant mystery nugget. Maybe, maybe that means it's air. God, I Ooh. hope so. Yeah, yeah. Or air supply. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we we'll find out. Go from one French band to another, but anyway. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, what this is probably a good time to say that, like, if uh, if you're catching the show and if you listen to to us for a while. And you have a record that you want us to cover. We don't always mention this, but... Um, We've done it before, though. We have done it before. And if you've got something that you want to send us that you'd like for us to take a crack at, um, by all means, send it to us. Yeah. So. We can't promise we'll do it, but we have in the past. So, like, yeah, we always like feedback. And Anyway, we'll cover it. Uh, if you send it in to us, we'll cover it, and then we'll cover it every week after that forever. Send it uh, as a self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> All right. All right, boys. This is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, until thanks, yes, until next week. Uh, for everybody, I hope you have a whenever you listen to this, I hope you have a very uh, hope happy you had a happy Thanksgiving, happy, happy holiday season mm-hmm. and uh, more to come. I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. And I'm what am I? I'm Mark. I was going to say Shane. I'm Mark. Yeah. Shane doesn't exist today. Uh, this is somebody likes it.